in a city that never sleeps, where legends are born and dreams become reality. A new chapter is about to unfold. Last season, they fought valiantly, leaving their mark on the gridiron. But now, a new dawn emerges, a chance for redemption and supremacy. The Jets have honed their skills, forged their bodies, and sharpened their minds. The stage is set, and they're ready to unleash their might. Great, man. I can't wait. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? It is Victory Monday. First time in a couple weeks, and it feels fucking good. I am excited uh, after a big game yesterday. I'm your host, James, and joining me, as always, on the Fight or Flight podcast is my man, Eric Fajardo, with that sweet mustache. What's mustache. going on, man? Giving out mustache rides all weekend. Uh, hey. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. Hey. Not, a, not a bad guy to hire for mustache rides. <laughs> Before we get started, hit that like, hit that subscribe button. It really helps us tickle the algorithm. Uh, we're excited to be here and, and talk all things Jets and sprinkle a little MMA some, from time to time. But right now, uh, I just got to say... Victory Screech! Victory! Let's fucking go. We have some go. really, really bad news during that game, but we still have to celebrate the huge win by our guys. Uh, they played a very sloppy game, and I don't know about you, Eric, dude. That was a roller coaster ride, and I was watching the entire game, ripping my hair out. Like I was losing my shit the entire time. It was up and down, up and down. I didn't know how to handle myself. What about you? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a little bit of a shit show, but at the same time, it was pretty a exciting. Little, like, a little it bit was... of a shit show, Eric. Just a little. <laughs> yeah, bit. I mean, it was a complete shit show, but it was fun. It was definitely fun. It was a fun game to, to watch and have a team to root for in, um, especially the ending. You know, it's like both of our wins were pretty good games. Pretty oh, good games. The games. Jets are becoming must-see TV even without Aaron Rodgers. You know no what I mean? Question. We've had great games. No no question we're, we're, we're becoming must-see TV. But I got to say, I'm sick and tired of starting out flat every single week, even in our victories. Not just our offense is starting out flat, but the defense as well. Uh, and it's it's 
a little concerning to me uh, because, you know, you think about the, the Kansas City Chiefs game a couple weeks ago. If we don't let up 17 points in the first, you know, 10 minutes of the game, uh, we dominate that game. That game is not even close. Uh, th- this game, we let uh, a rookie, a no-name undrafted rookie, run all over us and Russell Wilson run all over us in the first 10 minutes of the game. And we're playing from behind for, for three quarters of the game because of it. Uh, and, and it's got to stop. Like, we got to figure it out. Uh, you know, our team is fantastic at making adjustments on the fly, especially our defense. Uh, but we can't allow it to get to that point where we got to make adjustments just so we're staying in the game. We should be making the adjustments to put the, ped- the gas and our foot on the gas and, and shove it down their throats. Uh, yeah, like absolutely. Order. Absolutely. And, you know, Salah touched on that in the press conference today. You know, he, he said – we have to make adjust. We made great adjustments, but we have to get it fast. And he, you know, called Oldberg out by name. So like that's a, that's a good sign. Um, but it doesn't even seem like they play flat where they play slow. It just it really seems like the scheme. It, it's exactly what you're saying. The adjustments aren't being made quick enough because the guys are playing like with their hair on fire. You no see question. it. You know that's honestly why they're missing a lot of tackles. But you see fire right away. It's just this, the coaching's got to catch up a little bit quicker, or they have to they have to have that feel a little well, bit quicker. I, I, it's pretty easy to game plan against the Jets going if you're watching the film. Like you watch the Jets, especially in the first quarter, every team does the same exact thing. The Bills did it to us in Week One. The, the Cowboys destroyed us with it in Week Two, and it's screen game, quarterback running, uh, draws. Uh, you know, all these quick short passes because they know our, our front four are going to be coming after the quarterback and we're going to be in, sitting in zones. So they're like, okay, let's just throw the ball in these, in these zones. And all of a sudden, you know, midway through the second quarter, maybe even into the second half, uh, all of a sudden we switch to man and we're sending blitzes. Uh, and we're and we're and we're being aggressive, and we're changing the game plan. How about instead of starting out in zone and giving them a cushion and like just relying on our front four, which are fantastic and playing unbelievable. And Jermaine Johnson had a career day yesterday. Uh, Al Woods got a safety. Quinnen's just stuffing runs. Nobody can get past him. Even triple triple teaming him. Um, you know our guys, our front four are, are making an impact and putting pressure on the quarterback. But for whatever reason, they cannot. Uh, put the quarterback on their ass or they're getting thrown over their heads with screens and dump offs. Yeah. And I, I just don't understand what took so long to put a spy on, on Russell Wilson. I texted you, know, you it, yesterday during yeah. the game. I literally yeah. texted you. I said, can we fucking put a spy on this guy? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Same thing that killed us at the end of the chiefs game. We mm-hmm. gave up those third downs. We well, didn't have someone watching him. <laughs> and the, well, the holding call, of course, the non-holding but still, call, I should say. shouldn't even be in that, Agreed. in that position. You know, we shouldn't even be in that position. You know, Russell Wilson looked—he looked good. I mean, he looked young, oh, he but we still held him to like 97 yards in the first four quarters. He you did. know what I mean? He—he he was moving a lot. He—he was—he just couldn't he, get anything he, going between the coverage like downfield and then the line. He couldn't get anything right. going. He did not look like he knew what was going on. Like he was running for his life, even in the first quarter when he was getting all those running yards and moving the football. Like he was just scrambling, trying to survive. And yeah. coverages were breaking down. And then the second half of the game, when we could, we wouldn't let him run, we actually made him play the quarterback position. He couldn't do it. 
He literally, yes. they, they had negative 18 yards on five drives in the second, the first five drives in the second half. Like, that just goes to show how how inept he was at the quarterback position. You know, it's yes. not just our defense putting the pressure on it. It's also, you know, great quarterbacks figure it out, and clearly he's not a great quarterback. Yeah. Oh, I mean, to clarify, I meant more so, like, he didn't look – old he didn't look like he he, he was uh having trouble moving or or no, throwing he true. looked he looked physically he looked Fresh, good yeah. but i mean the fact that the defense has now basically stifled three very experienced and successful quarterbacks and made them look like shit between mahomes uh josh allen and now russell wilson i mean that goes to show the level that our defense is at and the fact that they're starting slow and then shutting everyone down in the second half. I mean, this defense does have potential to be what, you know, what we think it can be. Yesterday's second half touchdown was the first touchdown that our defense has given up in the second half in, like, forever. It's insane. It's it's, it's insane. It's insane. Like, our defense does not let up points in the second half, and this goes to our, our, our original point. We cannot continue to start slow. We don't let up 17 points to the Chiefs. It's not even a ball game. We dominated them. Like, it's not even close. And 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 this week we started off slow. We allowed a touchdown right off the rip. For, you know, it, 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 it was embarrassing. I mean, granted, we stopped them on the first drive and three and out and got and and got that. Well, we didn't stop them. But we got that that fumble recovery, yeah. which was huge because our offense started out flat. But but at the same time, after they got the ball back, they marched right down the field, uh, kept giving it to the the young undrafted rookie. And he ran all over us, and Russell Wilson did the same thing. Yeah, we can't allow that to continue. No, I mean it, it's a it's a clear weakness in the defense. Um, and then also just to the point of not letting up touchdowns in the second half. This year specifically, it's not like we're down thirty to nothing. By the second half, we're starting to get momentum, and the other offense is playing to win still. Right, mm-hmm. they're playing to win. They're still throwing in the second half. They're trying to they're trying to get the game, and our defense plays better. It makes no sense, but in Especially terms of place like mile high, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's that's crazy too. I want to touch on that, but in terms of them running on us, it's it's the same thing, you know. Like you know, you have that the QB scrambling, you have the screens, dink and dunk, but then they're all of their runs are slow developing runs, they're misdirection runs because our line just blows right by them. No one in the first <laughs> half, no one was setting the edge. You didn't notice it until the second half where, you know, we'd get that crazy penetration with whoever was on the outside. They'd set that edge and not allow Russell Wilson to move the pocket. But in the beginning, everyone's just crashing the middle. He's running around doing whatever he wants, and that's what we saw Mahomes do. That's what we saw Dak do. So mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense. They have the capability to shut down basically any style quarterback. But we're not we're not seeing it until the second half. Here's a novel idea because it's a it's a totally different defense in the second half. I mean, it's not like you said it's not like we're playing with a lead in most cases. Like yesterday was the first time our defense really had an opportunity to play with a lead and pin their ears back and really you know put some pressure on the quarterback. It's usually we're playing by from by a field goal or a touchdown behind. Um, yeah. But you can see the the difference between the first half and the second half with the defense. The first half, we can't get off the field. We continually let up uh, big third downs that happened again yesterday. Uh, we let up a couple big third down conversions in the, in the first half. And in the second half, for whatever reason, we lock it down. The teams cannot move the football. Teams are going three and out consistently against the Jets in the second half. Why is it that we cannot put the second half defense out there at the beginning of the game? Because if we did that, 
then we'd be an, an all-time great defense. I mean, really think about it. We're not letting up any touchdowns or any points in the second half. So if we could do that in the first half, we're going to let up seven to ten points a game. And that's yeah. an all-time great defense. Why is that we can't – it takes us that long to figure it out. All we need is to tighten it up and be be sharp in the beginning of the game, whether it's the play calling, whether it's, uh, you know, the motivation beginning of the game, which I don't think it is. Like you said, these guys are running around. And I want to touch on Quincy Williams because the guy is playing at an all-pro level. He's one of the yeah. best linebackers in football right now. I don't care what anybody says. Quincy 100%. Williams has leveled up as a linebacker in the NFL uh, and made one of the biggest leaps from one year to the next that I've seen in, 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 in a Jets player in a long time. You know, usually, usually you don't see guys that, you know, the Jets, he, he wasn't drafted by us. He was drafted by the Seahawks, but we really kind of coached him. We kind of brought him up, uh, the Jets organization. And you don't usually see the Jets develop young raw talents because that's what he was he was a raw talent like he had yeah. all the physical tools the speed but he just he didn't have it between the ears he couldn't cover uh there's a lot of flaws in his game and i think this year quincy williams has really figured it out he's been great in coverage he's running sideline to sideline the guy is all over the field he's every single play he's in on the tackle every single play yeah. and, and and finally i think maybe jeff Ulbrich. Listen to me on our last show when I said, can we <laughs> fucking blitz, blitz Quincy Williams and send him in at the quarterback to see what happens? We send him in and he makes plays. He's a game wrecker. He had two sacks, of a game-clinching forced fumble that Bryce Hall, Bryce Hall ran in for a touchdown, which I'm so happy he got that. He deserves it. He, he's been riding with us since we were terrible, and he was the number one. Like, the fact that he's our, our, our bench, our backup cornerback right now, and he was our number one guy like three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and all of this is credit to, like, you know, we can get on the coaching staff, we can get on JD, but all of this is credit to the coaching staff and JD, right? You know, Sala, that's what he was sold as, a guy that can develop linebackers, and that's exactly what he did with a guy that got dumped off by the Jaguars, Quincy Williams. He was saying, I I don't remember when this was, but he was talking about how San Fran wanted to draft him because he was so raw, and they were just developing linebackers like, you know, like it was nothing. Look at San Juan, the best linebacker in football phenomenal so now you see Quincy taking that step where he's not just creating splash plays you know he's pretty solid in coverage now like and he has the closing speed to catch up with these tight ends he's not missing tackles as often as he used to you know he's sticking people he's wrapping up and I think he had he has a bunch of tackles for loss but like he's getting credit with play-stopping tackles, not just total tackles, like play-stopping tackles. Like, you can look those stats. He's, like, up there when it comes to that. And he's it's very impressive. Impact plays, like like, like we talked about C.J. Mosley not making impact plays, which he did yesterday. I'll give him credit. And in, yeah, he and played in great Kansas yesterday. City, in Kansas City, he made that big pick as well. So I will give credit where credit is due. And he, played, he, he made some solid plays yesterday. But Quincy Williams is really – the guy who's making those impact plays for our defense, and he, and he's a game. He's becoming a game wrecker, uh, not, yeah. not not just making impact plays, but he's wrecking games for offenses. And that play, I, look, look, look at this play. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it for everybody. Let's just put it back. Making a 60 yard attempt. Wilson left the ball, rolling towards the sideline. Bruce picks it up and runs it back. But I want to yeah. go here on this sequence, and people don't realize right here. Around my mouse. I wish I had one of those telegraphers. Yeah, yeah, you can mark it. Where I can mark it. But if yeah. you can see where my mouse is, this right here is our our first round draft pick 
who's finally getting some playing time. And the reason why he's getting playing time is because they uh, scratched Carl Lawson, which it, I'm down for. Carl Lawson yeah. has been MIA the entire season. He hasn't done anything. Let's try to trade him, get something for him by the trade deadline, and let's let this guy Will McDonald play. Because Will McDonald sets up Quincy Williams to make this play. If Will McDonald does not have this spin move in his arsenal, doesn't make this beautiful spin move, that that right guard, that right tackle might be able to slow Quincy down for making a play. Yeah. So I so texted look, you right away when this play happened, right away that that spin move set up the uh, the sack. So if we're we're playing it slow here, look at look at Will Mc, Will McDonald with that spin move. He's three quarters of the way around, and look that right tackle is so consumed with Mike uh, Will McDonald, our rookie, that he completely forgets that Quincy Williams is flying around him with that speed. Absolutely flying around him. Now, I'll tell you right now, that that, that right tackle is stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. He can pick up Quincy, and Will McDonald's getting sacked. But look at, the, look at the feel from Quincy. He basically hides behind Will McDonald that whole way. He lowers his level. He stay, he's shielded by Will McDonald. By the time the tackle recognizes that Quincy is there, he's behind him. Look, you can't, you can't see. Exactly, exactly. And not to mention, McDonald's spin move takes up like five or six yards alone, and he's quick enough to where you have to, you have to bite on that. You have to bite on that inside stunt, right, on that, uh, on that spin move, and it's just perfect. I, you could really couldn't have drawn it up any better than that. There's there's a few guys that can pull off a good spin move on the as a defensive end and, and put some pressure, but his spin move really really reminds me of Dwight Freeney, who's the yeah. the godfather of the spin move. Like it's so tight, he sets it up so well going outside, making a think think he's doing an outside move, and he just tornadoes around. Yeah. And gets inside, and 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 got, give credit to the tackle because he did a pretty good job following him on that spin move. But because of the way the defense was set up, and Quincy Williams, like you said, hid right behind Will McDonald, and his speed, he was able to get around that edge really quick and finish the play. And 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 just watch how quick I'm playing this in slow motion. All of a sudden, he's got the ground. He covers. Like, oh shit! Oh shit! And Quincy Williams is already look at that bend like a DN dude. Yeah, look at that he's flying he's, around. He's almost like at a at a a forty five degree angle right now. Like, look at this yeah. flying. He might be the fastest linebacker in football, by the way. I wouldn't be surprised. He I really wouldn't be surprised. And he comes in, and Russ takes two or three steps, and he makes Barely. a beautiful tackle, and just Russ being sloppy with the football, like. It's not like he went to go punch the football. Uh, he no. was just trying to make a play. And Russ was being sloppy with the football, and where he was wrapping up just happened to hit hit the ball. Oh. But either way, even if he just comes up with the sack here, doesn't even force this fumble, just just comes up with the sack, it's a major mo- momentum shift when we're only up by three. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. sitting in my chair at this moment, like, sweating bullets. I'm like, I can't believe we're about to blow this 10-point lead. Yeah. I cannot believe this is about to happen. Like, this is the most Jets way to lose Ever and here we go. Like that, the the the, cyn- the cynic in me, the typical Jets fan, is expecting the worst at this point for them to just drive down the field and our defense turn into Swiss cheese and give up the touchdown. And this guy Quincy Williams, after this play happened, I'm running around my house. I'm fucking sprinting. I'm like, let's fucking go! Woo! Going yeah. nuts because we don't get this stuff as Jets fans. No. 
We don't. Yeah. This this kind of stuff does not happen. Where where we have a big play like this to seal the game. Where you know maybe we'll get a win where our defense makes a stop and they run at a time. You know we get a win like that. But like a that was yeah. an impact play, a game changing play. And after that happened. Even though the announcers are like, oh, it's it's over. Oh, don't forget the Browns game last year. I'm like, oh, shit, fuck, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, here we go. But we had a play like this where we ended the game on one play. Ended the game. It shouldn't have been here in the first place. We shouldn't have been in this situation in the first place. But that fumble, and I'm watching this ball. I'm like, oh, it's going out of bounds. You know, third down, third and long. They're, they're, they're going to be in big trouble. But Br- Bryce Hall deserves this, man. Perfect scoop and score. Like that was not an easy ball to pick up. Hell no, that was athletic as hell. You see, he got low. He ran right through the ball. Didn't even slow up. Nope. That was pure adrenaline, and that was the nail in the coffin. Like that's two wins now. Two, two like basically walk offs. This is essentially a walk off. It, it was. I, know, I mean, it, you can't it, ask for better. It would have been as 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 much as that touchdown sealed the game. It would have been nice to see him run down the sideline and take off a couple more ticks. Yeah. But yeah. it, this sealed the game, and you know what? He's probably thinking in his head, like, holy shit, I'm about to score a touchdown in the NFL after being you know, being a starter and then losing your starting position to a, an all-pro caliber, caliber guy like Sauce and DJ Reed. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's no fault of the zone. I don't think – when, when Bryce Huff, uh, Hall was starting, I liked him. I did. I, I thought he was a, a solid player. He was young, making young mistakes, but I thought he was a pretty good player coming out. I think he's Virginia Tech. Uh, yeah, uh, no, UVA. UVA, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was, University of Virginia. And he was very a very highly touted prospect coming out of college and dropped because of his injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I always liked him as a player, but it just so happens that we, you know, pick up DJ Reed and, you know, the number one cornerback in football in the draft – uh, you know, you're going to lose your job. It's it's unfortunate. But the fact that he stuck in there as a Jet and he showed up when DJ Reed went down, uh, he played he played really well last year, yesterday. I really think about it. Yeah. How many times did you hear Jerry Judy's name? How many times did you hear Cortland Sutton's name? You didn't hear them all day. No, the coverage the coverage altogether was great. And I would I would assume that that's what led to a lot of sacks and, and stuff as well. Like, there was, it was just tight coverage all around. I mean, Sauce had a one of his you know signature games. Couldn't even staple game. You know, no, didn't even get thrown at. Um, and then Bryce Hall kind of you know picked up where he left off. You know, he's he was always very sticky in coverage. Just terrible ball skills. Right? He he never could find the ball for whatever reason. But if he's just in the vicinity and Russell Wilson's getting pressured, he's not going to be confident enough to throw in those tight windows. And we kept him. We kept those windows tight all mm-hmm. game. Our, our secondary really stepped up. Uh, you know, Michael Carter's you know top one or two nickel corner in, in football. Yeah. He's, he's he's unbelievable. And speaking 100%. of which, we have we we got to figure something out with the names of our players. Like we got Brees oh, Hall, Bryce Hall, Brees Huff. We got Michael Carter, Michael Carter. Like we got all of these things going on. Like can we can we figure something out here because I'm retarded and I'm trying yeah. to say these names and I'm just getting all fucked up here. Zach but, Wilson, Garrett Wilson. Yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it. It's too much. You're, you're dealing with a half retard over here. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. But give credit to these guys. Oh, we got we got the young Fajardo in the chat. The young Fajardo's joining us. My man Ant is joining What's us. What's going on, chat. Ant? Uh. But, but no, I, our secondary played great. And, and another thing that I was very excited to see with our defense, uh, Eric, was the other guy 
the other uh, Bryce or Bryce, Bryce Huff. Yes, yes. He was in the game a lot more yesterday, and he was making plays all day. He 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 was in and around the quarterback's feet all day. He was making tackles in the run game, which which we didn't see, we haven't seen from him in the past. Uh, he was he was all over the place, and I'm very glad the defense made it. The the, the defense made adjustments because Carl Lawson has been MIA uh, and gave this guy his rightful shot. Uh, that I think yeah. he's yeah, and the coaches do obviously as well. I mean, this is back to back games with career highs in snaps, career highs in pressures. You know, he comes out with what two sacks, one two sacks, whatever it was. Um, he was dominant. He's dominant. He's constant pressure. He's everything that we thought Carl Lawson would be, and he's proving to be pretty decent on run defense. So you don't have to like pick and choose the downs you go you put him in on, and like you see at the end of the game. That's when our scheme shines. We got these fresh guys flying off the edge, just attacking the quarterback, and it just completely stifled the Broncos' offense. And it's a, a huge, huge that they were able to stay in shape for all four quarters between Huff, JJ, um, and then the linebackers. For them to not be gas in the fourth mm-hmm. was phenomenal. Oh, it's huge. And, and the fact that we were able to get some extended drives in the second half and not go three and out also, I think, helped our defense. Yeah, uh, but I was really nervous uh, in the fourth quarter when we had that turnover and we had to turn around and be, go back on defense. I was yeah. nervous that our defense was going to be tired, and uh, you know Tiki and and Matt Ryan made the great point. You know, you see Jermaine Johnson gassed, like you could just see him, like he was he was gassed, and he was like, ah, oh, you know, they're going to rotate out these guys and bring in a fresh four. I'm like, yep, this yep. is great, this is fantastic because we're going to keep this pressure going. Uh, not many teams have that opportunity or have that luxury to be able to rotate their defensive line and have impact players on their second rotation, not just on their first team guys. Yeah. And I mean, and that's where the scheme shines. You know, that's what we were sold on. We were sold on waves and waves of absolute murderers going for that quarterback with a lead. And uh, they finally got to show what, what we set up over these last few years, you know, and that's a dominant fourth quarter defense. If you have the lead, that is dominant. Good luck. And and that's the thing. It should be a dominant defense through all four quarters. And we shouldn't be playing in the second half uh, from behind. It's because we're starting out slow. We're not firing at all cylinders in the beginning of the game. You know, like I can keep going back to the point of Kansas city. We don't let up 17 points. We dominate that game. Yeah. We doubt it. It's it's not even close. Like if you if you give the second half uh, scheme and game plan in the first half, Kansas City, it's not even a game. Like Patrick Mahomes is completely neutered. He couldn't do anything. Yeah, I mean, and that's you know on both sides of the ball. You know, if it's two things that I'm really looking at to develop, hopefully throughout the season, it's the defense starting off quicker and the offense scoring in the red zone. You know, we should have put up 50-something points on the Broncos. We had five trips to the red zone or something like that. Like, so, uh, pretty I'm crazy. A, I'm 100% in agreement with you. I mean, the first drive, uh, the first drive we completely stalled, and then we had this another great move. I, mean, it's, I, I feel bad for me, Cole Hardman. I, I feel terrible for the guy uh, because I think he is talented. He's got tons of speed, and I, I, I would like to see him – get some manufactured touches, whether it's end of rounds or screens or things like that, because I think yeah. 
you know, watching him with the Chiefs, you know, they used him for a reason. They're a Super Bowl team, multiple times Super Bowl winning champions, and they used him for a reason. And it's not like our wide receiver room is insanely deep. Like Lazard's playing great, uh, but I think he's a, a three more than a, a, a two. Uh, but Irv Charles got elevated because Nicole Hardman uh, was scratched. And the reason yeah. why Irv Charles was elevated was because our special teams coach was like, Boyden was like, yo, dude, we got to get this guy up. Like, he's an unbelievable special teams talent. And well, our gunner was hurt. Eccles was hurt. Yes. So we needed a new gunner. Irv Charles was the only, you know, you saw him in the preseason as a gunner and he looked good. Um, I think they might have showed it on Hard Knocks too. But, you know, he comes in, his first shot. Forces that fumble, takes the ball back in his hands. So perfect. It wasn't even like uh, the receiver fumbled the ball. The receiver made the catch. Yeah. Miller Turner made the catch. Well, do you remember guy, the call on the field? Huh? Do you remember the call on the field? What was the, the call? Ref, the, uh, so the referees negated the return because they ruled it a muffed punt. So Me? they, they yeah, so they they sent it back five or six yards because we had the recovery. So they they ruled it a muffed punt and then uh, pushed us back. I couldn't believe that after watching it back. I actually <laughs> missed this play. We can't we can't get a call for our life. We cannot get a call for our life. I know uh, it, it's crazy to me. Irv Charles, first first action in the NFL. This is literally his first action as an NFL player uh, in a regular season game. And this yeah. guy comes down, flying down the field, and makes a massive play. Uh, and we really needed to convert. And we, we let our defense down here. We This is a huge turn, turnover. We set up the offense inside the red zone uh, after they stalled in the first drive. And we had an opportunity to put seven points on the board for free. It was basically free seven points. We were in the yeah. red starting our drive. And, you know. He cannot escape and he loses the football. Scooped up by the Jets. Yeah. Was so we should have started right there. Was that Quincy that picked it up? No. It was. Um, oh, Sherwood. What, it was Sherwood. It, it was Sherwood. No, Sherwood it wasn't. had a good game. Yeah, look. Oh, no, no, no. no it's Sherwood saying hello. Hit. Uh. Who is that? 52. 52. It used to be Jermaine Johnson. I'm not sure who that is. I, I think know. we just picked him up. G Govden? Gowden. Gowden. I don't, I don't know, know who, who the is. hell that is, dude. But he uh, play. impact play. Big fucking play. <laughs> Way to be there to make the play. And, uh, you know, that's because Irv Charles got elevated and, and had an opportunity. He, you know, our, our, our special teams coach has been hyping this kid up the entire time. And... You know, when you're given opportunities in the NFL, they, you know, especially a guy like him who has to earn his way, they're not give, they're not just given to you. And when you get them, you got to take advantage. And I'll tell you right now, this kid took advantage of his opportunity, and I hope to see more of him on the field making plays because uh, he, he's he, he that was a big spark for our offense. Even though we only came away with three points, and I I I, I want to continue on our red zone our red zone topic that you brought up because yeah. it is it is. Very nerve-wracking watching our team in the red zone. 
Yeah, I mean, it's uh, tough to watch, honestly. It's like you see Brees Hall getting these nine-yard chunks all the way down. We're on like the 10, you know, we're six out, whatever the case may be. And then anytime we run the ball, stuffed right away at the line. So I don't really blame him for, for trying to run considering how much um, success we had with it. But we're they seem to be lacking is like you're not seeing motions you're not seeing play action in the red zone you're not like you that's where you got to get zach involved because it's hard to run the ball in from out from five yards out you know we got to let zach play a little bit you gotta let him play you gotta find those big bodies between conklin and lazard i mean and ruckert you know we have an opportunity so i think uh you know the first couple red zone opportunities that we had i don't mind run, run, and then pass. I don't mind that yeah. because, of, because of how good Brees Hall was playing. Because, every, like, it, it wasn't just a 77-yard run. It, he had a multiple 20-plus-yard uh, runs, and he, he was just getting, you know, 9, 10 yards at a clip. It was it, – he was unstoppable. It was beautiful to watch. But after the first couple drives in the red zone where we couldn't score and we came away with field goals, we needed to – mix it up a little bit. And, you know, when you hear the announcers talking about it, like, oh, I expect a play action here. I expect a play action here. Like, they should be doing a play action here because they set up the run the first – their first couple drives. Like, let's hit a little play action boot, maybe Zach Wilson bootleg run or or, or a pass, like you said, to to Conklin or one of the big boys because Conklin's turning out to be a – a great weapon. He's an unbelievable route runner, and he's got he's got really really good hands, and needs to be utilized a lot more. And so does Ruckert um, as well. Uzama made some big blocks yesterday as well. I got to give him. We've been pretty hard on Uzama, but in the in the red zone specifically, Eric, we cannot continue to just be so vanilla. Um, I think a lot of the reasons why Boris was able to run the ball so well uh, between the the twenties was because we set up with motions. We set, we were creative yeah. and got defensive players moving around, which opened up holes. In the red zone, it was just kind of very vanilla packages. It wasn't anything creative or, or it was just like, all right, we're going to line up uh, single back or power eye and we're going to run Brees, Brees Hall right into you. And I like my odds with Brees Hall, don't get me wrong, but you got if it's not working, you got to – I, I want to see adjust, adjustments. That's all I all I want. If you if you miss on the adjustment, you run a play action pass pass and, and it, it doesn't work. I'm okay with that on first down and missing and then and trying something else on second. But yeah, sorry, go ahead. Doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result is the definition of an insanity. And that's kind of what it felt like yesterday. I was like, what are we doing? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of been the case all year. But I would expect them to make adjustments. I, I feel like every game we're, we're starting to, especially the last three or four, we're starting to see everything that the fans are clamoring for, right? Whether it's the Ruckert usage, whether it's, you know, blitzing, whatever the case may be, they seem to be making these adjustments and they seem to be seeing what we're seeing. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm looking, you know, we got away with with the Broncos, the Rams. If we're going to play the Chargers, oh, I'm frozen. Am I frozen? Uh, yeah, you're frozen in and out. Yeah. There you go. Uh, We're good. I'm good. Yeah. If we're going to play some of these higher scoring teams, like we gotta, we gotta end it in the red zone. We gotta start coming away with six. The field goals aren't going to do it anymore. Uh, Look who we have next week. We have the Eagles. We want to beat the Eagles, which our defense is capable of slowing down the Eagles and their secondary and defense has been very suspect. And they have been in some very close games that they, they should have lost, uh, 
and they sh- they they in, in reality they should have dominated those games because of the matchup. They they're they're not looking like they used to, even though they are undefeated. They've had a pretty easy schedule so far. It's a very winnable game for the Jets, and to me, I w- I want this win bad. As as tough as the game is, I I want this win bad. But the point is, if we get into the red zone against the Eagles and we come away with field goals, expect a loss. Like the game is that we're not winning that game. We have we have to score touchdowns in the red zone, and the lack of uh, targeting of Garrett Wilson in the red zone was sickening yesterday. I don't care that we were running the ball twice and then throwing it. Like Garrett Wilson is a guy that you can literally throw fades to, and he's gonna make a play. Like just put the ball in a position where Zach, where Garrett can make a play, and and where he, only he can make a play or the defender can swat it down but can't pick it, just a fade route, Garrett is phenomenal at it. Look at the preseason, the, the ball that, that – and Grand Zach's not Aaron Rodgers, but look at that fade route that he threw him. He jumped over the dude and picked it off his head because he's so good at not showing his hands. Like we talked about that in the preseason game. The yeah. only reason he got that catch was because he waited to the last possible second to show that he's going for the ball. He's so good at it. Why not give the kid a chance? Like we did, it took it took till the end of the game where Patrick Sertan, in my opinion, uh, should have got called for pass interference, which was a worse pass, worse pass interference than saw what Sauce did against the Chiefs in my opinion. Uh, and came up with the pick, and it was a bad ball by by Zach Wilson. It should have been a back shoulder throw, but that was the first time that there was a a ball thrown for Garrett Wilson to give him an opportunity to make a play. Uh, yeah, I think he, he should have made that play. Honestly, oh, I, I, I do you know too. I mean, when he cut back in and he was there, went right through his arms. Like you kind of look like you, you know who it's, you're going to tell me Santonio Holmes doesn't make that play. I think he makes that play, dude. I think Garrett makes it, you know, seven out of ten times. I mean, Pat, yeah. Patrick, Patrick Sertain is one of the best. He's no joke. He's one he's of the legit. best quarterbacks in football. Uh, yeah. I, I, you got to give Patrick Sertain credit. He's one of the best quarterback cornerbacks in, foot, in, in football. But Garrett Wilson wants to be considered an elite wide receiver. He needs to make those plays. Uh, but you watch the play, you could see, and I think I truly believe that the only reason that Garrett didn't make that play was not because it was a bad ball, but it was because Patrick Sertain was holding his shoulders, and yeah. he couldn't turn. He couldn't turn because it looked like Garrett was expecting a back shoulder throw, and because he was holding his shoulders, he couldn't turn fast enough to get his hands in position to make a, a catch with his hands. He tried to like bucket catch it and like bring it in with his chest, and it went right through his hands. But I think that was a direct cause from Patrick Sertain preventing him from turning uh, and yeah. should have been called because that was more egregious than the sauce call against Kansas City, if you ask me. Absolutely. I completely agree. I, I do think it altered his ability to go get the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, it, was, it wasn't the worst pass interference, but as a Jet fan, seeing what we get called for, that should be called just like the 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 headshot that Wilson took earlier in, uh, early in the game didn't get called but Bryce Huff hits uh, Russell Wilson chest to chest taps with his yards. face mask taps yeah. with his face mask 15 yard penalty on top of it's like the most ridiculous thing ever it's like the refs are against us and and you know I saw saw a couple people tweeting out about how the fact that the Jets were very vocal all throughout the week about the consistency of the refs and how they need to be consistent. And it's very possible that the refs uh, hold that against them uh, yeah. and make calls. But at the same time, this goes back way before. Like, when's the last time the Jets have had a rough in the passer call? 2021. 
2021, we haven't had a rough in the past. There's two calls so far this year, two, that we should have cl- – they were clear roughing yeah. the passing calls, and we didn't get the call for some reason. Clear. Yeah. Like the, the hit on Milano where he wrecked Zach Wilson in the face, and then this past weekend – or this past uh, Sunday against the Broncos early on in the game. We cannot get a call to save our lives. And then the same thing with the pass interference call. It, it, it's over and over and over again. It's whether whether it's we we they it just don't make the call or we get a, a flat out bad call. It's happening over and over and over again. And and the the fact of the matter is we were in both of those games and we won one of them despite the fact that the refs are not helping us out or giving it or, or, or in, in my opinion, helping the other team out. Yeah. I mean, and that's, you know, that's a testament to how hard the guys play for Sala four quarters hard, as hard as you can. And no you know, that's, that's what playoff teams are made of. If you fix the bullshit, right. The slow starts and, you know, making the adjustments, this is a legitimate playoff team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they've been building this for a few years now to be a legitimate playoff team. So we're seeing glimpses of it. We're seeing it, you know, here and there, like how competitive the Jets could be. It's just those consistent little mistakes and a lot of shitty luck with the with the refs. You know, those two things drive me nuts. We cannot get a call to say it's every week. Dude. It's literally every week we cannot get a call. Um, and we, none, we never get a favorable call ever. Like it's never, I'm like, Oh wow. Like we got, we, we got one there. You know what I'm saying? Like it's never, I'm watching yeah. this game. Like, Oh man, the rest, the rest screwed up, but I'll take it kind of thing. Yeah. You know, we, I mean, we, we never, got a couple in the chiefs with the chiefs. We got the, you know, the horse collar. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that the, one. The safety, the safety, I'll take that. Yeah. But the face mask, the safety, but, uh, it's it's not very often, Eric. It's it's really not. It's usually it's very lopsided to the other, uh, other way. And this has been going on not just this year, but for decades, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Hundred percent. Common theme. But yeah. I I I do want to touch on uh, a little bit the mental errors that our team makes uh, that need to be fixed immediately. Before we get into that, Eric, I I really want to know what you think is the best. Thing that our offense could do in the red zone to put up touchdowns instead of field goals because I think if we put up touchdowns instead of field goals we're scoring 30 plus points a game and uh, our defense is going to be very tough to put up that many points against yeah I mean keep it simple running play action boot get Wilson out outside the pocket right because he's a threat to run it in himself yep and then you're going to have crossing routes everywhere, and you got checkdowns underneath to halfbacks that can catch the ball and take it to the house. I think that you, I'm looking at it like maximize as much talent at one time, right? So mm-hmm. if you get Zach Wilson out, you can take advantage of the fact that he can basically make every throw you know, with the arm strength, whether it's across his body or not. He could run. And then you're keeping all of those talented guys that we've picked up between our tight ends, receivers, and halfbacks in the general area. Yep. Have them running, you know, crossing patterns just the entire time. Let Zach pick the open guy or run it in himself. Uh, I think that if you just add that little bit of versatility, putting that kind of pressure on them, making spreading the defense out a little bit with motion, it's just going to make the, the field a little less congested for Zach to see. Yeah. Especially yeah. inside that inside the ten yard line where it's the most congested uh, on the field because receivers can only run inside the end zone. They don't have uh, places to break off the the route, um, and people are jammed in there. But we have playmakers. 
we have guys that can make catches and contested catches. Um, and Zach is very capable of taking a bootleg in and running it in for a touchdown. He, he's not scared to take a hit either. And I get, you know, it scares yeah. the hell out of me every time he dives for like a first down or a touchdown. I'm like, I love it. But at the same time, like, dude, we, we, we can't afford, <laughs> yeah, we can't afford to lose you too. Like yeah. we're not in a good, we're not in a position where we, we have the luxury where our quarterback and you're, and you're not Andrew Luck or, uh, you know, big, big bodied run uh, quarterback who can take those kinds of hits. Um, but no, you're 100 percent right. I I don't mind trying in the first, you know, the first drive or two, you know, a couple runs because of who Brees Hall is and how good he is. Like he's earned that, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but we have to get a little creative, whether it's a play action, the first drive, and then run on the second, first play and run on the second. Um, but you know, if, if that inside the 10 yard line run is getting stuffed right away, we need to move quickly. We need to make adjustments a lot quicker than we did yesterday because we left a lot a lot of points on the board in the red zone uh, because of the play calling, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think if there's a team that you're going to see that, um, you know, that play action in the red zone against, it's going to be the Eagles because their interior D-line is so strong. So they're so they're big. Fun. They're awesome. they're unreal. So, they, you know, running it up the middle is going to be extremely difficult. So I, I think it's going to force Hackett to start scheming that more often and, and start, uh, you know, installing that into his offense. Um, but I think it's going to happen now. You know, I, th- I think it's definitely going to happen for this week. It has you know? to. It has to. And, and I'll tell you right now, like, we got to take the training wheels off of uh, off of Zach. Yeah. You know, as much as much is there music playing on, on your end. No. I hear music. Yeah. No, I don't hear anything. That's wild. Um, but. Um, yeah, I hear like music in the background. What the hell is going on? Um, but Zach is making growth. He's had one seventy percent completion game his entire life, his entire career. Yeah. The last two weeks, he's had over seventy-seven percent completion rating, which is awesome. That's the growth that we want to see. Like, I don't, I don't want Zach Wilson to go out there and and put the game, put the team on his back and win us his games, win us games. Like, I would love that. Don't get me wrong, but we don't need that. Like, I don't need that as Zach Wilson. I just need Zach Wilson to be a, a competent quarterback and make the easy throws and and the occasional third down. And yesterday, he went six for eight on third down and wow. made some huge. Huge throws and none bigger, none bigger than this throw in the fourth quarter to Tyler Conklin. Look at this, Eric. So Zach's in shotgun, and it's the end of the game. It's fourth fourth quarter. We're up by three, and he's driving down the field. Look at this fucking throw. He's looking to his left. All of a sudden, he doesn't see anything. He scans to the right, goes through his progressions, and hits a wide open Pocket Tyler Conklin. Score! Like 36 yards. Yeah. In the second effort. But what I'm impressed about, Eric, is not the throw because we know he can make those throws. He, we, 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 we know that Tyler Conklin can catch the ball uh, and run good routes and get open. We've seen it. Uh, and we've seen Zach miss these guys in, in many cases. But what we haven't seen from Zach, I don't think his entire career, Eric, is him going through his progressions. Like, it's usually like he looks, he throws. And, and, and even in the, uh, the 
Cowboys game when he was trying to come back and save the game and threw three interceptions, that, especially that deep ball to, to Garrett. Yeah. He threw a perfect ball to Garrett, but the problem was he didn't look off the safety, and the safety was able to run over and make a play. If he, if, if he, if he looked off the safety, Garrett Wilson's probably coming up with that ball and making that catch. Uh, he was pretty open. And that's a touchdown, if you ask me. So he's learning. You could see in this sequence that he's he's clearly looking to the left here. Like he's looking at Garrett right here. Like that's that's his first read. He's yep. looking at Garrett Wilson right here to hit him. And the safety now has to stick because because he's looking at Garrett. That safety has to stay there. If if he doesn't do that, if he doesn't look at Garrett first and just eyes down his tight end, this safety will be here to break up that play ten times. Out of 10, 10 times out of 10, the safety's making that play. But because Zach Wilson is getting better and, and going through his reads, he's looking the safety off and keeping them in position. Wilson, look, that's where the safety would be. The safety would be breaking in the ball as we speak, whether he's making a hit or making a play on the ball. But because Zach Wilson went through his progressions and made an a, a NFL quarterback read, that's all we need. We don't need him to... Yeah. To, to, to make giant plays, it was just an – that was a, a a veteran NFL play. Well, the crazy thing is, if you heard Conklin's interview afterwards, Wilson checked to that play. He checked he to that. And I, that Conklin, I didn't know. Yeah, and Conklin was the first read. So he purposely looked off the safety. He Garrett wasn't the first read. He knew he was going to Conklin, but he eyed Garrett down – quickly snaps his head around and Conklin's just getting out of his break. And it's, it was, I mean, it was a phenomenal route, but it was a crazy good call by Zach at a crucial moment to, you know, moment, dude. yeah, to eat some clock and take over some more field. That was, it was huge. That little play right there was huge. He didn't have, uh, you know, he didn't have over 200 yards, but moments like that is, is what you want. Yeah. 199 moments like that is what you want to see. That's Perfect. exactly what I want to see from Zach Wilson. Yeah. And I had no idea that 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 uh, Conklin was the first read. I, watching it, not knowing that, you look at him, look at Garrett. You know, Garrett being the, the guy, yep. it makes sense that he'd be the number one read. And you look at it, I guarantee. I, I bet if he fired that ball into Garrett Wilson, it would have been a catch. Uh, but it would have been like a measuring it uh, for a first down, seeing where yeah. Garrett Wilson is standing. But I, I you know, the the there was enough space and Garrett's good enough and Zach's arm is good enough. I think it was still would have been a catch, but to know that he, he wasn't the first read and Conklin was, and to see the growth from Zach Wilson sticking with Garrett Wilson, like literally faking out the defense. Cause that's what it was. Yeah. The defense like, Oh shit, they're going to throw it to Garrett. That's their guy on first down. He's going to catch it. Like that safety had to stay put. If that safety does not stay put, Conklin does not make that play as wide open as he, as he looks right now in this, in this frame, he does not make that play, and you see the safety, who was literally right here in the previous frame. He was literally yeah. right here. That's where he was standing. Like, go back to the original play. The safety is right on the D. That's where he is. Because Zach Wilson looked him off, he has to stay put. And now he's firing, and if he didn't have to stay put, he would have been making a break on that ball. And it could have been yeah. It would have been broken up, but it definitely wouldn't have been a first down, and it definitely wouldn't have been uh, uh, 30-plus yard completion because of the play of Zach Wilson. Uh, I never thought I'd be sitting here saying that, right? <laughs> Eric, I really never thought that would ever happen where I'm talking about the fact that Zach Wilson uh, 
made a great play and a great read setting this 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 up because I didn't know he was the first read. That is phenomenal to hear. And the yeah. fact that you check check to that play, that's another thing that I love to see that that he's able to read the defense. He's able to get 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 to the line and make his pre snap call and read the defense and and make a play that extended the drive. You know, how often do we get into this situation we're third and four, third and five and we don't get it? How often? Yeah. All the fucking time. And, you know, that's the growth. That's the mentorship of Rodgers. That's the mentorship of Hackett. That's mm-hmm. him believing in himself. Like, these are big, big steps, man. I, and I, that's what I really took away from this game is, like, yes, were there some, some of the same mistakes that have leaked over from previous weeks? Yeah. But they were kind of corrected in the game. Mm-hmm. like pretty nicely like you know you saw the proper adjustments obviously it's got to happen quicker but i saw growth everywhere i saw growth everywhere i mean even the linebackers even uh you know our vet like mosley looked better today yes you know jermaine johnson looked better today oh sorry sunday i thought clemens who's looked slow and stuck in the mud actually looked better mm-hmm. this game you know he's he's always he's just disruptive i i thought everyone played their asses off clearly for hackett clearly this game got them a little juiced up clearly they knew they had to win this game to keep those playoff mm-hmm. chances alive especially with the eagles next week like they're self-aware and they're playing like they're self-aware and this is like the first time it feels like we are in control of the jets in a way right all of our opinions all of our everything that we want from the team is starting to happen and they seem to be aware of it and you know, and that you, down to the social media, the way social media was clowning Sean Payton, it's like it feels like this is the most connected I've been to the team in a long time, even considering we lost Rodgers. And it's 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 very frustrating uh, because we should be four and two minimum at minimum. Whether you get whether it was the Patriots or the Chiefs game that we won, we should be we should be four and two going into this, after the six week stretch. But yeah. now because we lost the Patriots game which I cannot believe they, we lost after their, their performance the past two weeks. Like, it's really, really embarrassing that yeah. we lost to them. They're one of the worst teams in football. And, uh, and the Chiefs game. But going, going into week six with Aaron Rodgers as our quarterback, many experts were like, yeah, the Jets will be in really good shape if we're three and three. Uh, yeah. going going into the pie and and, and uh, Robert Sala even you know he's like we're hoping to be three and three coming out of that six game stretch and he's like if we're three and three if we're 500 coming out of that six game stretch he goes we're going to be a really hard team coming down the the the, the, uh, the stretch of the, in, in the season because you look at our second half schedule it's very very weak compared to the rest of the league considering uh, yeah. how hard the first six games were now. We still may be two and four going into the bye week, um, which is not what we wanted. Uh, I really thought we were going to be four and two um, with Aaron Rodgers, but we have a shot at going three and three. And I think we can win this game. Uh, we need we, we we need to score points in the red zone. We need to uh, come out on defense in the first half and put up numbers like we are in the second half and and most importantly i think this is the easiest correction that we can make eric is limit the stupid mistakes there was so many sloppy sloppy mistakes in this game eric and it, it it as a jets fan uh someone who's watched football for a very long time you don't see winning franchises make some of the mistakes the jets made yesterday Point in case is really the highlight of it is right before the half. 
uh, in the red zone and not not coming away with points. I was fuming watching that happen. Yeah, I mean, you know, Zach hits Uzama inbounds, which isn't good to begin with, but you still got 10 seconds. You still have 10 seconds, and it looked like CJ was the only dude in a rush to get yep. that snap off. So it, it's like you could say the coaching, but dude, the guys on the field are the ones on the field. You got to be you got to be aware of it. The lines got to get set. Everyone needs to know the situation there, and I feel like they did know the situation. It was just slow. It was just too so, slow. I think it's a combination of coaching, and I think it's a combination of the players. Um, you know, in the huddle before you you snap you you walk to the line for that that out route that they threw to Uzama that was inbounds. That little uh, that little fa- that little uh, flat route. Yeah. In the huddle, you need to say to the guys whether it's coming from the coach in the quarterback's ears, and then the quarterback is relaying it to the team, or strictly from the quarterback. Hey guys, there's uh, f- 15 seconds left, 16 seconds left on the clock. If for whatever reason this ball does not go out of bounds, is not incomplete, and the clock is is running, we need to get to the line immediately. Instantly. And, and like you said, Uzama looked like he was the only one that was urgent. And what drove me nuts more than anything was it wasn't just the offensive line or, or any position players. It was Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson was walking up to that snap so nonchalantly. Like he was like in his ear, like walking up, like, and then he just like slowly squatted down for the snap. Like he should have been up the center's ass, up McGovern's ass. Like he was like, yo, give me the fucking call. Like, let's go. He should have been yelling at the line yeah. to get back. Yeah, you know what I mean? Hey, Rogers would have been screaming his fucking brains off. Like, really? you know what I mean? So like that's gonna that's gonna come. That has to I mean, you know what? He now he's made that mistake. It's on tape. I don't anticipate that happening again. I, I don't I don't and, see that happening. I, I hope you're right. I hope you're right because you know there's many times where stupid mistakes by this team or Zach Wilson have been made and we like, all right, well now it's on tape. Hopefully they don't make it again. And then the, ne- the very next week they're making a similar mistake. Um, you know, it's typical of the Jets. And these are things that are going to cost us games against good teams. These are things that when we're in a tight game against uh, uh, the Chiefs or the Eagles or the ban- like any of these playoff teams, um, that when those happen, that those things will cost us games. Like we'll we'll lose games yeah. by three points, and we'll look back you're like, man, if Zach just hurried up, or where there was some urgency by the team on that player, he threw the ball out of bounds and didn't complete it, and just took the points. Like it was not necessary to make that completion because you know it's not going in for a touchdown. Um, it's almost like the flat route that he threw to Conklin in the, four, the third down drive uh, when we needed a first down. Like it's, yeah. it was literally the same exact flat route. That like, yo, why are we throwing this ball right now? It makes no sense. Um, so I'm really hoping that we can clean up those mistakes. We were very heavily penalized yesterday, regardless of the, the calls from the referee. Uh, we still had way too many penalties. Uh, Becton is, is playing well. I got to give him credit. He's not playing poorly. He, he's not playing great, but he's not playing poorly either. He's, 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 yeah. he's, he's serviceable at left tackle. But what he needs to eliminate, which will, I think, take him to another level, is those stupid false start mistakes. He's got four, yeah. four, four false starts this season, and we're in week five. It's unacceptable. Yeah, I mean, that's got to get cleaned up. He's also, you know, he was huffing and puffing, which is understandable. He's saying his knee's bothering him again. It's like, are you hurt or are you not hurt? If you're going to play, man, just fucking play. Let's get to it. Um, but, you know. What are you going to do with that guy? You know, what are you going to really do with that Makes guy? Me nervous. 
yeah, it, it makes me nervous because you could see the Jets competing with these good teams, and you and you could just picture, especially as a Jets fan, these fucking bullshit false starts or these terrible roughing the passer calls that are just going to ruin games in big spots. You know, yep. the Chiefs game was a big spot, and it got ruined by penalties. This game, if we would have lost, we would have been talking about every little thing that went wrong, like that oh. false start, like that fucking roughing the passer. It, it's... Got to get cleaned up if we want to be a playoff team. No and that's question. our goal. That's no. our goal. And you know what? That's the standard right now. That's the standard. It is what it is. I don't care that we have a backup in. That's the standard. Even with AVT out, we got to go We got to go for it. We got to play that way at least. No, that is that is no question the standard. And I'll tell you right now, after seeing this, the molly whopping that the Bills put on the Dolphins, uh, really makes me believe that this division is still in reach. We don't see the Dolphins till week 12. Yeah. Uh, and which will allow us to allow them to put plenty of tape on film for us to scheme and, and game plan against them. Um, and then we play them the last game of the season, which would, I guarantee is going to be a very big game, whether it's for a wild card spot or for the division. No, it's the Pats I, game is the last game, isn't it? Is it? I think it's the Pats game. We finished with the Pats. I thought it was like, the Dolphins because we play the Dolphins week 12. And then, and I then, think I, it's, like four then it's like a couple weeks. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the Pats, but that's a fucking game we got to win too. You know, Belichick's going to try to spoil yeah. Either either way, um, you know, we have to beat the Patriots. We should we should we should have gone two and zero against the Patriots this year. The fact that we lost is, is embarrassing. But we have to beat them. We already beat the Bills, and the Bills. I and granted they're in London, uh, which is a tough game for anybody. I hate London games. I can't stand them. Yeah, me too. I, I me hope too. we get rid of them. I, I really cannot stand these London games. Um, but they did not look good yesterday. The Bills. Well, they they lost Matt Milano and Trey White. Yep. I mean, how long is Matt Milano out for? I think, I think he tore his ACL, didn't he? Did he? Well, that I, that yeah, and, I think he got jacked they, up. And they lost another one of their their secondary guys. Uh, yeah, they lost another guy yesterday. So, um, they're they're banged up, and we've already beaten them. And and for whatever reason, Josh Allen struggles against us every single game. So we can we can beat them in Buffalo. We almost did last year. Uh, yeah. We should be able to compete with the Dolphins with our defense. Um, in our running game, they have a, not a very good defense. Like their defense is not very good. Yeah, uh, I, I like our defense against their offense too. Yeah. I think you know, regardless with this, with the last two weeks, you know, it's positive. It's definitely mm-hmm. something to look forward to. I'm interested again. Yes. Um, and you know, that's all you could really ask for as a Jets fan who just lo- who lost their starting quarterback not too long ago. You know, so it's it's to, to see us compete and play well and play whistle to whistle. You gotta love it. The mistakes you're banking on them, you know, tidying tidying that up. Need, no, a couple calls to. go our way. You know, we're talking about a real team that's gonna be dangerous in the playoffs. When every other squad is getting tired, we have that rotation on defense. We're always gonna look good. You know, I, I I'll tell you right now because uh, we haven't talked about it yet, and it needs to be discussed. Well, actually, I want to. We'll talk. We'll save that for last. Because uh, I do want to touch on one last negative thing, and I don't want to. We're gonna add. have to. We're gonna have to glance over some of those comments too. I'm hearing that we're getting a bunch of comments. What comments? I don't in know. Chat? Apparently, there's comments on the chat. Yeah, we're gonna have to try to try to sneak those in too, because uh, you know it's, we got Monday night football, Monday night football coming up. It's, it's just your brother. <laughs> what was he saying? I uh, said Wilson. Wilson needs to be seen as a real threat. These defenses are gonna eat you alive. Um, you do need Zach to put the team on his back. It's what happens uh, happened in the Ravens-Steelers game yesterday. Pitt defense kept a close picket, let loose uh, with some huge plays and pickings. 
uh, took the lead. That's false. That's absolutely false. The only reason that the Steelers won that game is because the Ravens wide receivers dropped every fucking pass. They dropped, they have like 17 I drops. saw that. It was I embarrassing. I couldn't, I couldn't Insane. believe how many bat, drop passes they had. The Ravens should have dominated that game. It yeah. wasn't even close. Uh, the, it really wasn't. And the fact that, 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 that the Pittsburgh Steelers won that game and, uh, you know, Kenny Pickett did, did not have a good game at all. It was a yeah. very bad, very, very bad game. And he had one big throw at the end to, to George Pickens uh, that because they dropped so many passes, gave him the opportunity to win. Um, but that's a, that was an insane. That was, it was, was insane. Was I do. I do agree with, uh, you know, cause we were just talking about like what it's going to take for us to be competitive in the playoffs. We're going to need some production from the quarterback. We're oh, going no, to, we're going to have to let, I, you know, I, I like, I like this style right now Eric. to get us there. Once we're there game no. on. Cause if you remember Mark Sanchez in the playoffs was fucking good, dude. This big play after big play. Highlight. This is why I wanted to highlight that third down play. Conklin. I think that was one yeah. of the best plays I've ever seen Zach Wilson make. I really do. Uh, looking off the safety, keeping the safety at bay, and and firing it into Conklin and getting the first down. Those kinds of things, like being six for eight on third down, like those kinds of st- statistics are going to win us a lot of games if Zach Wilson is 70% plus for completions, going six for eight on third down. Like, that's what I want to see from Zach Wilson. Like, I don't need to see 300-plus yard games from Zach Wilson. Like, as much as as that would be, we don't need that. Reese Hall is clearly, in my opinion, the best running back in football. CMC, maybe, maybe the bet, maybe you can argue because that guy is just unbelievable. But watching Brees Hall run and watching CMC run, it's, not even close. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's really not. Like, Brees Hall is is one of the best running backs that I've had the privilege to watch. Like, it's yeah. just a beautiful thing. And I, I do want to get into Brees Hall in a second, but I don't want to uh, uh, end on a negative note. So we'll, we'll close out on Brees and his performance, a career day for him. But I Absolutely. do I do want to touch on uh, the, the really, really bad news that we had at, at, on yesterday's game, and that's ABT. It is a huge, huge loss for us. Uh, and I feel for the guy so much, man. His second year in a row, season-ending injury uh, in one of the in the early games up in Denver, uh, and the guy has a a torn Achilles, just like Aaron Rodgers. It's just so odd to me, dude, that we have two two wins this year, big wins, and in those two wins, two of our best players tear their Achilles. Yeah. I mean, two of our, what, top five players, would you say? I mean, I, I think AVT slips into that top five, top no six. Question. No question. And it's I, like, he's all pro uh, at two positions. You, he, yeah. he can be all pro at left ta- or right tackle or right guard. And uh, the thing is, it's like, you know, I was actually talking to Mason about this earlier. Mason, another hardcore Jets fan with a lot of good insight. Um, I don't think his body can hold up at tackle. You know, I think he's he's a little – he's not long enough – you know, so his leverage, he's he's bearing so much weight from I'm these D linemen. You know, just he's just shorter in stature. His arms are shorter. He's got to take the brunt of that force with his, you know, with his ankles and his in his calves. And uh, oh. at, at tackle, he's skilled enough. He is, but his body can. Now that we've seen this two seasons in a row, his at body tackle. can't hold up at tackle. And I I feel for him, like it's because he needs that Achilles more than Rodgers does in his like non-throwing leg it's it sucks because I feel like we might have ruined this kid's career I feel like we might have ruined this kid's career two season ending injuries as a lineman 
because he's playing the wrong position, we've done that kid a disservice, and it's sad. It, it well, really, it really sucks because you don't know what he's gonna be coming off that. He's a much, he's a big dude. He's, he bears a lot of weight as a, as a lineman. I would love to see the statistics on linemen who tear their Achilles, but I, I don't see it. We we ruined the kid's career because I mean, he the circumstances. Tackle. He played he played tackle in college, uh, and he's clearly good enough to play the position. Um, and you're right, he is undersized for the position, but he's clearly good enough. And we've seen undersized guys perform at, at high levels before. Um, I, I I think it's just a, a tough break in my opinion because it's not like it was the same injuries back. Like, it'd be one thing if it was two two of the same injuries, like he tore his tricep again this year or yeah. you know, tore his Achilles last year. Like, it, it, but at the same time, uh, we didn't really have many options, Eric. Like, but whose it, fault is that? I agree. You know, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. But it, it's uh, just it's so devastating that injury for a lineman. It's fucking devastating, dude. Yeah. It I, is that is uh w- that is the worst thing you can get. That's the worst so, thing as a lineman. I agree. So I luckily, I, luckily for him, uh, Aaron Rodgers is his teammate this year, and Aaron Rodgers is telling the news he's going to come back for the playoffs, which would be amazing, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, unfucking real. Uh, and you know, I I don't put it past him. He's that type of guy. Uh, you know, he's very big and, um, you know his his mental game and i think he's the guy to be able to do it now if i were avt i'd be immediately reaching out to aaron and be like yo you plug me in with your doctor like how do we get this going let's get the Only, ball rolling it's not going to be the same rehab you no, know two no, different body not. types two different you know two but, different but, kinds of movement both of them have to have to yes. execute it's just not this i'm telling you i'm telling you right now this dude this is what i do bro so uh, he's I, fucked. I, I'm not saying I'm not saying that that it's not a really bad injury for a lineman. It's not, it, it's a devastating injury for a lineman, but it is what it. This is the situation that we're in that he's in. Yeah, it, it is what it is. So if you're gonna have to get this surgery, you're gonna have to do this rehab. Clearly, Aaron Rodgers' surgeon is the best at it. He's clearly the best at. Uh, he's done it for Kobe. He's done it for Durant. He's now done it for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and and they've all had very very good recoveries, and they were all able to get back. At least Kobe and Durant, we we yet to see Aaron, but the other two were able to get back to their previous dominant form. Uh, now playing basketball, you need your Achilles big time, but not as much not as much as you would as an offensive lineman with the weight that he's bearing, etc. Um, but it's his best shot. It's the best shot that he's got, and he's got a connection to the best surgeon. Like it's not yeah. like he, that that surgeon is taking taking appointments from anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like it's probably yeah. really tough to get in to see this guy. He could probably make a call to Aaron, and be like, "Yo, dude, like help me out because I want to be your your guard or your tackle next year." And I'm sure Aaron Rodgers would like AVT to be at least somewhat. Uh, close to what his current form is at an all pro level. Like if we, if he can go from all pro to pro bowler and still perform, I'm okay with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's unfortunate that he's not playing at that elite level uh, that he once was, but he's still playing at a high level. Um, you know, that's, that's all we can hope for with a guy like ABT. Cause that's the situation that we're in. And I, I hope that he's smart enough to contact Aaron Rodgers and, you know, make the proper moves to make sure that you're getting the best surgery possible, the best rehab possible. So then, Hopefully next year he can come back and 
perform at somewhat of a high level and not not be a complete liability uh and because otherwise our entire offensive line needs to be revamped like yeah I think. Top, lankins Terrorline, tipman can stay i think tipman's playing okay he didn't yeah. do so well in pass protection yesterday he got kind of beat in pass pro a little bit but uh other than that we need we need to revamp the entire line i i i Beck, Beck, i don't think is the guy I don't think he's he's a dog. I just don't think he's a dog. Like I think he 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 can be the guy, but mentally I just don't think he's a guy. Uh, I agree. And then and then uh, we need Max Mitchell. Maybe can can stick around. Maybe. But we'll other find than out. that, other than that, you know, we need a we need a, a better center. McGovern's okay. He's serviceable. We need Tom, Lankin Tomlinson's a bum. Get rid of him. Um, he looked a little better second half, but. You know, he's a fucking, he's a, he's, it's like, he's an open door. Open door. You know what I mean? Open it, door. It's not good. It's it's, it's a detrimental it's, injury. It's, I, it's, I just, it's like, there's not much else to even say about it's, it. it. It's, it's we're going to, we're going to see some, you know, line adjustments or, or I'm just hoping Max, Max, Max Mitchell can just fill in, but yep. you know, Becton's going to go down soon. Dwayne I, Brown I, comes back in a couple weeks. Does he even, you know, it's Dwayne just Brown, like. Dwayne Brown needs to retire. He needs yeah. to retire. Uh, I, 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 he, he missed the entire off season. He looked like garbage. The, the two games that he played, uh, Becton, I, I think he's an injury waiting to happen. He went out twice yesterday. I, I can't believe you came back both times. Um, I think he's just a, a baby personally. I think he's just babying his knee. I think he's looking for excuses, uh, rather than, you know, buckling down and bearing down and, you know, being an elite level player. Cause I mean, he looks like a man among boys out there. He's so much yeah. bigger than everybody. But yeah. he just mentally is not there. So it is a devastating injury, and I really hope that – and I, I think our team can. It looks like our chemistry after the Aaron Rodgers speech when he showed up on, on Saturday night, I think really united that team and, and brought us back together because we were pointing fingers the week before. Yeah. Uh, I think it did a lot for the team personally, especially seeing how the team rallied around Zach after the fumble. You know, it, it, I, I think we got a good a good group of guys that – Injuries or not, we're going to be able to figure things out and get better. Um, and then, then especially when you add in a guy like Brees Hall, like I said, is probably the best running back in football. We're going to win a lot more games just because of Brees. And it, it begs the question, Eric, we're a playoff team last year if Brees Hall doesn't get hurt, no question. I, oh, I mean, uh, Brees Hall and AVT, but yeah. No, forget, forget it. Put AVT aside because AVT got hurt you know, fairly early in this game and Brees Hall still had a day. Yeah. Uh, Brees Hall still had a, a day. So put AVT aside. Like, forget about whoever the offensive line is. That guy is unbelievable at running the rock. He's unbelievable. Yeah. He is smooth. a smooth. He's smooth. And you know what? You could see he's, like, hitting the holes with more conviction this year. Like, his vision looks good. It's like he sees everyone around him, and he sees huh? the second level. He's got great eyes and great balance. And, uh... It's like it's really a treat to watch. Like I would watch, like I, I texted you. I would watch him run sprints in a field by himself. Yeah. Like the dude, the dude is a, is a special athlete, and mm-hmm. to come back from an ACL tear the year before, I think the kid's only going to get better. You know, he it, hit it, very impressive. Five miles per hour on that seventy seven yard yeah. touchdown run. The the second highest speed. Uh, not not on the uh, Miami Dolphins this yeah. year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I saw not that. on the Miami Dolphins this year. So. Uh, the guy is just unstoppable. Like every run, I feel like every run is five, 
five yards minimum. There was very yeah. few runs yesterday that, that he got stuffed at the line, only in the, only in the red zone, really, where he got stuffed in the line. But he was tearing off 20-yard run, 10-yard run, one after the other, and it, it, they didn't have an answer for him. And it, it, it also is frustrating knowing that he's capable of doing this and he got four touches in the Cowboys game. He got six touches in the Chiefs game. Like, he wasn't getting the ball in us. Like, he just flat yeah. out wasn't getting he, – He should. we should have been feeding him in those games. At, even on a pitch count, he still should have got a couple more touches than four and six touches. Like, how yeah. many touches did he have yesterday? He had, like uh, – 24, 22, 23, something like that. Yeah. Like, he should, like that. He, we need to continue to feed this guy. I – he he is such a smart runner. Did you see his post game interview uh, after the game? No, no, I missed oh, it. Oh, it's great. He goes, he goes. I had a couple really good, you know, ten yard breakoffs where I, I feel like I could have taken it to the house on on a couple of those, but I was setting up the safeties with a couple of jukes. Uh, and later on in the game, I knew that they were going to think I would be trying to, you know, fake them out, and I just beat them with speed. And I and, and that seventy seven yard run. Look at this. He wasn't even touched there. On first down, a kick to Brees Hall. Right up the middle, and there he goes. Brees Hall into Denver territory, and he's got a hole pass to the end zone. Jetson. Like, no one touched him. Not one person. He sees the hole. Sees the hole. Big block here. Huge block here. And 46 getting into the second level and making that big block. And then Brees does the rest. He just he uses right by him. I mean, this guy took a terrible angle. Uh, well, you could see it looked like he he was anticipating a juke, and yep. he ran right by him, just like just like he said yep. post game. That's crazy. And I Rand, mean, it's just like, so smooth. Rand, look, so his smooth. strides are so perfect. Like he just yeah. he looks like a horse galloping, like he really does, like a stallion just running running in the open field. Yeah. Uh, and that breakaway. 70, yeah, breakaway speed. Like, he's running away from everybody. And Xavier Gibson's not slow. And he's no, he's blown. running away from Gibson, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Xavier Gibson. Holy shit. Blowing by him. Uh, Brees Hall is a special player. He's a special football player. And, I mean, Eric, we've both been Jets fans our entire lives. And, you know, we've had a couple special players throughout my lifetime as a Jets fan. Not many, but a couple like Curtis Martin and Keyshawn Johnson for those couple years. And he really wasn't even special after he left the Jets. He was really only special on the Jets. Yeah. Um, but we've never had multiple special guys on our team at once. Like, it's yeah. never, never where we're like, we have playmakers. Like I, I remember when we were trying to get Le'Veon Bell on our team, Eric. And I'm sitting there, I'm telling my father, I'm like, Dad, I'm like, we got no stars on our team. Like, there's nobody on our team that, like, I'm like, yeah, he's he's a superstar player. Like, the NFL is going to highlight this guy just because he's so good. We got nobody. Nobody yeah. on our team. And, and years prior to that, there was nobody. Like, look at it throughout our history. Name the best Jets wide receiver of all time. Brandon Marshall for one that's season. one season. That's you know what I mean? Season. Like, there's that's no one season. Name the There's best no Jets quarterback. Name, 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 name the best Jets running back. Curtis Martin. Other than Curtis Martin, nobody. Nobody. We don't have star power you know, throughout our entire history. Like, there's nobody. Like, Al Toon was our best wide receiver at one point. Like, we didn't. <laughs> Neil was our best running back. Like, 
what were we doing? Like we had John Riggins for like a year and then we gave him the Redskins and went on to have a hall of fame career. Like, you know, we had John Abraham who's a special guy and we let him go to the Atlanta Falcons. Like we never have a guy that we hold on to. That's just like a jet. And we're like, yes, this is our guy. And you know, Brees Hall is a top running back in the league, whether CMC is one uh, he's, he's one a and one B here because that, that performance was unbelievable and if we keep giving Brees 15 to 20 plus touches in a game he's going to get close close to if not over 100 yards every single game yeah and you know what really for me at least what separates him from a lot of like the popular running backs these days is that he's dynamic and productive in the traditional sense of a running back meaning like you don't need gadget plays or you don't have to manufacture touches for the guy he can take it to the house in between the tackles no he question. can break tackles. He no the first guy rarely gets him down unless he tugs him from his jersey. Like, you know, like he's making crazy reads, he's making people miss, he's running through arm tackles, and then he's breaking away. This is by far, in my opinion at least, the most dynamic offensive player that I've ever seen on the Jets. I, I you know, uh, I love Garrett Wilson. I love Garrett Wilson, but until he starts snagging those really tough catches consistently, Brees Hall is the premier talent on this team. Yes. Premier talent. Our offense, and he's young. Needs, our offense needs to run through Brees Hall. Our offense, yeah. everything needs to run through Brees Hall because if if Brees Hall gets going, that's going to set up the over the top throws. It's going to set up slants and, and throws to Garrett Wilson. It's going to set up uh, throws like he made to to to, to Conklin. It's it's it going to open up our offense in the red zone. It's going to open up uh, big deep offensive plays uh, like the one the deep ball to Garrett Wilson that he made that sliding catch. Uh, which is a great throw, a great ball by Zach. It was a yeah, right and just stay on your stay on your feet. Yes, yeah, I, I think he kind of slide there. No, dude, he could have ran right into it. That was like that throw was put there on purpose with space for him to make a move on the guy behind him. But mm-hmm. because he slid or on the guy, you know, on the guy downfield, because he slid, he had to throw a half-ass stiff arm to the corner trying to catch up to him or whoever that was. You know what I mean? Like Gary Wilson does some awkward shit sometimes, mm-hmm. even though like that's I'm his game. Him. He was wearing white loafers today. <laughs> yeah, like well, that. There you go. That I mean, I guess that fucking answers shit. it. <laughs> I don't. I want all my players to be like Brees Hall, fucking sweatpants, a do rag, and just be fast as shit all yeah, the time. Man, like, yeah, that's it. I don't what? want any no fashion bullshit. Stop dyeing your fucking hair. I want do rags, sweatpants, black Air Force Ones. Yep. Do your fucking job. Yep. Let's fucking go. Uh, but Eric, it was a fun, a fun episode. Glad to be back. Uh, I'm glad we got, we're celebrating a victory. I think it was our, no, we had the, after the Buffalo game, yeah. Buffalo game. but yeah. this, this is, I think a little sweeter, uh, of a victory because we, we, we lost Aaron Rodgers after the Buffalo game. Yep. Um, even though we did lose the AVT, uh, it was a good, a good team victory. We got to clean up a lot. I think there's a lot to build on and we left a lot of points on the table. So if we can, uh, grow from this this victory. We're going to be a very very tough team to beat down the stretch and and, and make a strong run at, at the playoffs and and possibly even a division title. So make sure you hit the like the subscribe button. Really helps us out. We appreciate everybody that tuned in. We'll be back at least next Monday. We might do one more episode done, during the week. We'll see what happens if schedules work out. Uh, but until next time, guys. J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Victory screech. <laughs> Fuck Sean Payton. Yeah, fuck its hats on all day, boys. Fuck Sean Payton. Let's go, baby. In a city that never sleeps. 
where legends are born and dreams become reality. A new chapter is about to unfold. Last season, they fought valiantly, leaving their mark on the gridiron. But now, a new dawn emerges, a chance for redemption and supremacy. The Jets have honed their skills, forged their bodies, and sharpened their minds. The stage is set, and they're ready to unleash their might. Great, man. I can't wait.